Welcome to the Real SDR Podcast. No BS, strategy, tips, and tricks from the best SDRs in the world. Elevate your sales game with killer advice straight from the source with your host, Mark Williams. Three, two, one. What's up, everyone? I've got Jeremy Burton on the line today. What day is it today? Thursday? Yeah, uh, yeah it's Thursday. Every day is the same, but today happens to be a Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, first week of January, got Jeremy Burton. He's an SDR at White Charts. What's up, my man? How's your day going? Day's going well. Uh, I, I really appreciate you having me on here. I'm excited for it. Well, I'm stoked to have you on. Uh, we always start with where you're at, quote of the date. What's going on? Yeah, so um, quote of the date. So for right now, the new year just started. So we get paid out our commission quarterly um, in terms of the end of 2020, 2020 finished out really strong. Um, yeah, I'm, I was super happy about it. Um, I finished up, uh, closing or helping close around 400,000, uh, worth, worth of deals. Um, and that was about 130,000 above the average SD group. Um, so I was super happy about it. Um, Sales is just something that kind of clicked naturally for me. And, and I was happy that, you know, all the hard work and, and dedication that I put into this past year was rewarded by that, you know, by that contract value that was coming in. So I'm um, awesome. super happy about it and, and looking forward to a, an even stronger 2021. Well, I mean, to be at that, to be hitting that kind of a quota and that, that much above your quota in 2020 is, I mean, congratulations. 2020 yeah, thank has you. been a hell of a year for everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> yeah, right. That's awesome. So first question I have for you is like, so you said you're at 400,000. Like how do, how do you guys break your quota up? Like how do you get paid? Yeah. So in terms of my role, um, what I do is I'm setting meetings for our account executives to close deals. Yeah. Uh, so Y charts is a, an investment research platform and we most typically work with asset managers and financial advisors. Yeah. So my typical day will look like contacting, uh, financial advisors, um, and pitching them on Y charts and talking to them how Y charts can help their business. Mm-hmm. Um, if I talk to a prospect on the phone and I get them excited about the product, I'll go ahead and set up a meeting for my account executive where he'll actually have the opportunity to close. So I get paid off a couple of things. One is me setting up the meeting. And then the second thing is if that deal closes, um, I'll get a significant or a a small portion of that. So it's all about, you know, it's a numbers game at the end of the day. So it's as many meetings as I can possibly get and hoping, um, you know, as many close as possible. So let's be honest. Do you, do you like having the, Part of, do you like having part of your quota be the account executive coming through and closing the deal? Because that's out of your hands a little bit, right? For sure. I, yeah, I, I'm someone who likes to be in control of a lot of things. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah, right. And But I do have uh, some really close relationships with both the account executives that I set meetings for. Yeah. Um, so I'm confident in their ability to go ahead and get the get the deal done. Um, and, and the one thing that I've done over the last you know, year that I've been in this role is just kind of get as much feedback and input from them uh, you know, to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to make them be more successful yeah. um, and stuff. So, I mean, hopefully one day when I become an account executive, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to be looking forward to that control. Uh, but for yeah. right now, I'm totally fine with just setting these high quality meetings and having them close it. 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I I go back and forth with that kind of model because if everything's pumping how it should be and everything's dialed in and your AEs are doing a great job, there's like huge incentive as an SDR to create really powerful meetings. For sure. Get as much information as you can going into the meeting, make everything like super dialed. But if your account executives aren't closing business, it's like, man, this is this can be a really big challenge. <laughs> you know, and, and that's an that's an interesting thing. And and actually reflecting on the past year, I that was not a part of my job at all. There was never a moment where I even questioned my account executive's ability to close deals. Um so it would be interesting to, to, to have that feeling if your account executives are not closing the high quality deals that you're sending, yeah. setting for them. But I luckily have, have not had to deal with that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's probably why it's set up at your organization the way it is. Cause it's mm-hmm. actually, it's actually working. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. Okay. So let's, let's hop in. Like, I want to hear what, it, what have been your keys to success in hitting your number? Yeah, so I'll kind of just give a, an overall background of myself too, because right. I think that's important in it. So um, I'm from Minneapolis and I went to, went to Pitzer College, which is out in Claremont, California. Um, for the first two years I was out there, I played baseball uh, on the team. And then the last two, I played golf. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so I bet, I've been an athlete my whole life and, and sales awesome. fits perfect into that. Um, in terms of my internships, so I interned at U.S. Bank in their private wealth management. Um, oh, interesting. And, yeah, and what I was doing there was I was doing portfolio analysis with a financial data tool called FactSet, um, oh. which, you know, I was 19 years old wearing a, wearing a suit into the office every day and, and <laughs> shaving my face. It was, it was more or less a, a, a growing up um, yeah, totally. opportunity where I could learn about, you know, how does a, a wealth management firm work? Um, and I had the opportunity to, you know, do some portfolio analysis on, you know, 15, $16 million accounts. Um, so that was, that was really interesting. Um, after that, I went to go intern at FactSet in Chicago, um, where I learned about how, you know, other um, wealth management shops and investment professionals use financial data, as well as learning um, what goes behind providing the financial data. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that was that was really interesting too, because that's more of like the consulting part. Um, you're working with a bunch of different firms and helping them use the product. After that, I th- I thought that I wanted to get into uh, wealth management. I thought that was more of my um, yeah like process or journey. Um, and so I went to go work for Ameriprise, working for two financial advisors. Um, yeah, five months in, it it just wasn't for me, and I was looking for something to be a little bit more competitive and um, that's when I stumbled upon this sales role. Um, and, okay. and the interesting thing is, is the software program that we were using at Ameriprise is the tool that Y charts most typically replaces. So <laughs> what I was able to do is, and I think this attributed a lot to my success at Y charts is when you're an SDR, you know, these financial advisors get called by a bunch of salespeople all day long. Yeah. And a way to, to differentiate myself was to find like a common ground where I could go ahead and say, hey, listen, financial advisor, I was in your shoes. I, mm-hmm. I spent, you know, my first five months working at Ameriprise. I was using this technology that you're using. I understand, your, I understand your workflow. Um, we've got some really great stuff that I would love to show you. Do you have some time available to take a look at how we can help you out? Dang, so that's it, so huge to have mm-hmm. that background. 
it really is. It really is. And so um, I just felt very comfortable talking to these financial advisors on the phone because I was just working with them. Um, and so it was, a, it was a culmination of a lot of stuff. Um, but when I came in the door, um, you know, obviously it's daunting. You have these quotas to hit and, and you're kind of all by yourself after you get trained up, but just spent a bunch of time learning our processes and, and learning how, how our different systems work together. And, and I tried to find efficiencies um, within them and then, you know, kind of tailored my craft to find the most effective way to, to, you know, grow the business and set meetings. Dang. All right. Well, a lot, you just, you just said a lot of awesome stuff. I wanna, yeah. I want to kind of dive deeper into a, into a couple For of those. Sure. Like, so you kind of had this, you kind of had this like split in your career where you could have gone wealth management or you could have, you know, gone the other way and look at something else. And that led you to the SDR role. Yeah. What, what was it about wealth management and that route that you weren't super excited about? Cause there's a part of being a financial advisor. That's a lot of like, almost like being almost like closing business and managing mm -hmm. portfolio. And this it's almost, it's pretty much like being a sales guy. Exactly. You're just working with people's money. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And I actually, I have a, I have a passion for like, um, like just overall wealth management, whether that's like personal finance, managing your own money and such. And, and for like me and my friends, um, we're consistently talking about, you know, what's the best way to create generational wealth and, and stuff. And, and so that's something that's, that's on my tight. mind a lot. It's, I think in terms of my relationship with wealth management, I think it might just not have been the best timing. I wouldn't be surprised um, down the road if I could potentially see myself doing something yeah. um, close to wealth management, just because I do love creating, you know, strong relationships with people and, um, you know, using my, my knowledge about finance and the markets and such uh, to help people out. So yeah. I could for sure see that in terms of right now in my, my role at Ameriprise, I just, I'm someone who is like a grinder. Like I'm going to work hard with my head down and, and yeah. do whatever it takes to get results. And I just felt like my, my skills weren't being utilized mm -hmm. as, as well as they could be in a, in a role, um, you know, like that. So, and you come right into sales and, and I was, I was thinking, you know, a couple months into this job, I was like, you know, I, I can't even believe that I'd never even considered this because <laughs> for me, yeah, for me, it, it, it was just like, I was playing another sport. I was training for, for, you know, a game or a, you know, something like that. So it, it was just second nature and, and I'm just super happy about how it, it's all, it's all worked out here. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So you said finding efficiencies has been like mm -hmm. pretty key to your success walk me through like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So at the beginning, um, you know, when you're learning your script and such, um, it's important that you stick to the process that they have, um, that your company has or whatever. Uh, yeah. But once you start uh, implementing that, you realize, you know, small things that work and don't work, whether that be, that could be, you know, a certain line or a sentence you put in an email or something you say over the phone. Um, so what I realized was after all these conversations that I was having, you know, I'm making 
when I started, I was making, you know, 80, 90 calls a day. So just, you know, flat out the gate, contacting as many people as possible. Yeah. And, and I still do this, but you know, you're, you're learning from every interaction you have, whether it's a good interaction or a bad interaction. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you actually learn the most from when you're fumbling on your words and yeah. you're having a horrible call. Um, you know, that stuff happens to me all happened to me all the times. And sometimes I, I still get tripped up. Yeah. But it's it's then just finding what works the best and and what works best for you, and for me, what I've developed over the you know the, is a lot over the last like six or seven months, especially with all this COVID stuff, is timed communication is super mm-hmm. important, and the ability to be efficient on the phone is also very important. Time because, timed communication. Mm-hmm. So time communication meaning that if I send an email to an advisor and the advisor clicks on one of the links that I send in the email, we get notifications of that. And so that means literally calling the advisor the second that I see that, because I know. (laughs) What do they say? What's your pitch when that happens? Yes. Because I know some people think that's creepy and some people mm -hmm. are like all about it. Uh, Yeah, I know. And I think, I've gotten some mixed signals, especially for the people that I've told to do that at, at Y charts. <laughs> um, but for, for me, it's worked. And, and, you know, I know it can be a little bit awkward when you are like, Hey, I'm following up on the email and he's and you know, the financial advisor's like, Oh, well, I was actually just looking at it. You know, I kind of just play it off. But, yeah. but for me, once you kind of get over that awkward hump of, yeah. you know, talking about how I'm contacting you as you're looking at something I sent you, you know, in that moment, the person is going to be free and is thinking about why charts, thinking yeah, about the product totally. that you're talking about. Um, and so even if it is awkward, I know that I'm probably going to have the best opportunity to book that person than, you know, just trying them on a random, you know, Tuesday morning uh, or whatever, where they could be occupied with a, with a client meeting or something. Yeah. What's your, what's your pitch at that point? Yeah. So, so what I'll say is, is, Hey, like, um, advisor, uh, I'm just following up on the email that I sent over this morning. I don't know if you've had a chance to take a look at it, but I was on your website. I saw that you guys provide custom investment management solutions to your clients. Um, why charts would be a great fit. Um, you know, from what it looks like on your website, I'd love the opportunity to talk about how why charts can help you out. Do you have 15 minutes next week? You know, something simple like that, where, where, literally before, before the advisor has even said anything, when I'm calling them and doing the research, I know that they're qualified. I know that they could use the product. And now when I, when I get them on the phone, I'll go for the pitch literally without even them saying anything, I'll go for that demo right away. Um, And I think right now that's something that's super important just because even though people aren't really busy, people give excuses that they're really busy all the time. And, and like, <laughs> yeah. that's okay. But, and that's one thing that we've had to adapt to yeah. um, with COVID and everything, but yeah, that's what, that's what my pitch sounds like there. That's tight. No, I like mm-hmm. that. And so you said like, when you call someone, like you can pretty much tell that they're qualified mm-hmm. from looking at their website. Is that just the training that you've had? Is that like a sixth sense that you have, or is that like a combination or a compilation of the time that you've spent at white charts and also like in the space? Yeah, no, I would say, I would say it's for sure. Both Y charts does a good job of, of getting you ready. Um, 
to identify qualified firms. Um, but another way that I look at it is I was, I was on that website, you know, not too long ago when I was working for a financial advising firm and there yeah. was another SD looking at that site. And so I understand the workings of a financial advising firm. Yeah, so I put so myself, huge. yeah, I put myself in those shoes and, and kind of, you know, say like at my firm, who would I have contacted? And for me, I was like a financial planning analyst. So I was on like the lower level. Um, so I wouldn't go out and try to email me. I would go out and try to email the two financial advisors that I worked for. Yeah. Um, so I kind of put it in that sense. Uh, one thing that I've been doing a lot is is going after like the bigger firms, because I think that's a market that Ycharts hasn't tapped into um, as much as we can, because our product yeah. is is really strong. Yeah. So you know, me contacting the CIO at these big firms or like the director of research. So you go about um, all these different ways, but it's for, for, for being successful, it's all about talking to the right people. You don't want to be spending time, you know, sending six emails to an analyst at a big company. That's just not going to be worth the efficiency of your time. So I think there's something super interesting that you're talking about and, and, and it keeps like coming up in my mind and it's just the background of being in, in that role Mm-hmm. And like having that knowledge. And I think of like a lot of us that are selling technology in different realms, like we don't have experience in or like using the tool or like just in that, just in the realm. Like, so for example, like if you're selling a sales tool, whether it's, you know, sales loft or outreach or whatever it is, like mm-hmm. you're using the tool every day, you know, sales, you can talk to that super easy. I, I shouldn't say super easy, but it's like, it's super easy to understand the pain point for sure that, that you're that basically your peers are mm-hmm. going through and you're going through every day. But what would you say for like people, the other side of us out there that, that, you know, that don't, that aren't in the tool every day, that don't understand, like that haven't, or haven't really spent time in the role. Like, what would you say? What, how would you say to go about that to like, yeah. gain more, to gain more knowledge? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um, And for me, I do have a very good understanding of how people are using financial data. Um, And some individuals who come into these SDR roles might not have that same knowledge. So for for me, what I did, um, you know, off the bat is just be be curious and and learn why people are actually using the tool. Because I say this, I say this all the time, especially to like the newer SDs that come aboard to Y charts is, yeah. you know, I'll say, learn how financial advisors are actually using us because mm-hmm. you could be talking to a financial advisor on the phone um, and you could just be tool dropping saying, Hey, Y charts has these great tools. You know, they have model portfolios. They have time series analysis, comp tables, quick flows. You could just tool drop. And for the financial advisor, that's just going to go in one year and out the other, because that's so much different than saying, hey, listen, I understand that you're currently using Morningstar as your financial data tool. We're better than Morningstar in these couple of ways. And we think that we're going to improve the efficiency of your workflow. We're going to help your client communication. Mm -hmm. We're going to save you time. You know, it's like it's a lot different when when you're just saying what you offer versus saying this is exactly how i'm gonna help you that's right that's Mm -hmm. right so i love it dude yeah yeah no it's uh it's been great and in 
for me to for me to be at that financial advising firm, you know, I, I just picture that I'm talking to, you know, my my previous boss and in, in how I would talk in, when it comes to pitching Y charts. Uh, so so it's been it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think that's cool. And I and I, I'm not saying like people I don't think it's safe to say that people who are getting into sales should go and work for mm. work work in a certain area. But like if you if you can or if you're if you're in a if you're in a different if you're not in sales and you're in some kind of a different arena and there's software that you're using in that role and you you now understand the actually the way to sell you're almost like a, mm-hmm. a solution consultant exactly but before you even get into the SDR role and mm-hmm. you're you're coming at it from like exactly the, your pitch was just like blew me I was like dude that's tight. It's not mm-hmm. about, it's not about feature functionality, whatever it's about. This is how we're actually going to make you better. Exactly. In your shoes. I think. That's yeah. I don't, I don't think that would be a, I don't think that would be a tough uh, career transition at all. Yeah. Um, because off the bat, you, you bring a, a different perspective to, to sales, which is something that I think is, I think um, sometimes is missing um, because, and I think people get caught up and are focusing a lot on themselves and their, mm. and like what they're saying mm-hmm. uh, um, rather than like just understanding that you're having a conversation and then when selling something, people want to hear exactly how it's going to help them, not, you know, all the great things that you have to offer. Um, That's cool. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, so you're, you're mainly, are you mainly getting most of your meetings via phone, via email? Sounds like you're pretty heavy on the phones. Um, so it, this has been a, a kind of interesting year at YCharts. So I came in in um, like early last year, like basically at the turn of the new year. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was calling as many people as possible, um, making like, you know, 90 to 100 calls a day. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And you're in this kind of space in, in sales where you're like, okay, well, this is really interesting. There's a whole, there's a pandemic going on, but I'm trying to get someone to talk about how they can improve their use of financial data. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, how do I go about reaching these people? And what yeah. I've found, and this goes back to the time communication aspect hmm. is I went from spending a lot of time just basically putting in as many calls as I can to become becoming very uh, customized and mm. specific in my emails. Mm. So like one thing that I did that I didn't do was include a bunch of links in the emails that I would send when I started at YCharts. Mm. Now, basically all my emails contain links because I know now that someone is looking at their email if they're in my email, if they're <laughs> clicking on the link. Yeah. Um, so time communication is huge. And mm-hmm. so, so if someone clicks on a link, I'll go ahead and contact them. If someone, if someone's consistently opening emails, I'll go ahead and contact them if they're a qualified firm. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing, and this ties into the time communication, you know, aspect is it's so important to be organized mm-hmm. right now because especially like with the new year. So we use HubSpot for, for our CRM Hmm. and new year came in and I had just taken two weeks off and there, I had 600 overdue tasks, all, you know, just a bunch that, that didn't need to be in my task queue. Um, because, you know, let's say they're just auto tasks that generate for you that can be deleted off. 
So I spent the night the night before we came back to work um, on the on the fourth, I think it was, just organizing my tasks, making sure that I come in on Monday and I'm ready to call people. I'm ready to act on something that comes to me. Um, so if someone, let's say, submits a free trial of Y charts or submits a request to have a demo, I'll know exactly what happened, who's contacting me, and yeah. like when I need to act on that. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I think a lot of people get caught up in is they have so many tasks that mm-hmm. they don't even know what to do. And for example, <laughs> for example, I, I had a really good day the, the first day of the year that we started calling. And one of my work, one of my associates messaged me is like, hey, like, wh- what are you doing right now? Um, like differently. And I talked about this organization piece. And, and he said to me, he said, you know, like I have so many tasks, I don't even know who to call. And I said, <laughs> I said, exactly. Like you gotta, you gotta take some time to go ahead and organize these tasks because it's mm-hmm. going to make you a more efficient. It's going to make your communication more efficient and mm-hmm. it's going to help you out next day after he, uh, after he spent some time organizing, of course he has a killer day. Um, <laughs> and so we messaged back and forth joking about that, but the organization is, is just so important, especially right now when you need to, you know, act fast on things. Yeah. W- so in your email, I want to, I want to kind of go back to that. Like, w- what is it that you customize in your industry that that's working? Yeah. So for me, it's, it's just like specific verbiage. It's just the way that I'm talking about Y charts. Um, I, in like the first line, I'll make it something as like, Hey, like I was on your website. I make it something specific to that individual rather than immediately going and tool dropping what Y charts can do. So saying, Hey, I was on your site. I think Y charts would be a perfect fit. And then I, I can go ahead and give a, a, a pretty good quick pitch of what Y charts is. So they'll have the personalized part, what Y charts is. And then I'll include a link that is like, we have some, some great marketing material. Um, a couple of links that I use is like Y charts, top 10 features mm-hmm. or um, five impactful ways to use Y charts, quick links, and I'll hyperlink it so they can just click on that and be routed to something that explains what YTRETS does even more. And the second that I get someone to click on that, I know that they're at least a bit interested in what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so in terms of personalization, it's nothing crazy for yeah. the, for the bigger firms, for the much bigger firms that I'm, I'm trying to contact, I will get pretty creative and personalized with that first email that I sent mm-hmm. and, you know, saying like saying something about, their website. Like if they list seven models, I'll say like, Hey, I saw that you guys list seven models on your website. Y charts would be great for analyzing those models, you know, analyzing holdings within and and such. So, um, but that's only for like the, the much larger deals that I'm going for. If I'm going for your kind of mom and pop RA shop, it's more of just personalized to just their, to that industry overall. So it sounds like it's, it's pretty similar to your cold pitch. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because and it's, it's interesting, it's going to be, I, I, I treat my emails kind of in, in terms of the efficiency um, this, that I bring to the calls. It's, hmm. you know, I'm going to get quick and I'm going to be quick and straight to the point. I, I don't hmm. think that financial advisors, if they get a three or four paragraph email, are even going to look at it. I think that's a little bit daunting. Because I even remember when when I was at Ameriprise, 
I would get some, some, you know, sales or marketing emails that were long and, you know, those would go straight to the trash. So, um, a fi- to, to find a way to get the person's attention as, as soon as possible, make it seem that that email was personalized just to them. That's super important because you could send out a hundred emails in a day, let's say to a hundred different individuals. And if you bring that personalized aspect to all of those, you're going to get pretty good engagement on those emails. That's tight. Tons mm-hmm. of good stuff there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I just, I just keep thinking about like how awesome it is, that, like your industry, like when you talk about the industry, when you talk about mm-hmm. white charts, it's very natural. It's very natural the way that you describe the product, but also that you mm-hmm. describe the industry and like you understand what what they want what they want to hear because you were you were in that space yeah i appreciate that um but you're very eloquent when you talk about this stuff so i think like you you going to the ae the ae next level is going to be very seamless (laughs) yeah i i really hope so i'm i'm currently uh we just introduced a junior account executive position um and i'm interviewing for that next week come on baby let's go yeah i know so i'm super excited about that um um, yeah, I put it, I put a lot of, a lot of hard work into this company. And, and the yeah. one great thing about Y charts is, you know, they, they've rewarded me, uh, very well and, yeah. and they take really good care of the people who, you know, go above and beyond. So, uh, couldn't be happier. That's tight. That's tight. All right. So, um, new SDR coming into the role, like what are three things that you would say top of the line? This is how you're going to, this is how you're going to make that dough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three things. Um, the first thing I'd say is, is just absorb as much information as possible and, and learn from everything you can possibly, every interaction you have, whether it's like a training or if you're listening into someone's calls, just learn, learn as much as you can. Um, because you need to understand the process to be good at your job, uh, the process of whatever you're selling or how things work. The second thing is, is be super organized in everything that you do. When you start, um, it's going to be a little bit slower to understand how everything works. But if you take the time to be organized, you will be more successful um, in the future. And then the third thing is, is just, you know, remain curious and, and just like consistently change things up. Mm. Um, if something's not working, you know, try something else. And, and, and if that doesn't work, try something else again, you know, like <laughs> yeah, you got to find new ways to, to generate new business and set more meetings. Um, and just because something has been done the same way uh, for, for a long time, doesn't mean that's the best way to do it. Yeah. So if you want to go out on a limb and try something, you might as well. And, and it, it does, it's not going to hurt uh, for you to go out and try a new strategy to, to help yourself and your business. Yeah, that's tight. Uh, where can people find you if, you know, if they want to reach out, pick your brain? Yeah. Some... yeah uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my full name is Jeremy Burton, J E R E M Y B U R T O N. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is uh, Jeremy Burton 14. Um, I'm trying to think where else you can find me. I think those are two good places to start. Um, I'd love to, to chat to anyone who is, who is thinking about going into sales. Um, I, I, I can talk about it all day long and and think I have a pretty, you know, good perspective when it comes to how to, how to start strong. So yeah, you can find me there. 
Well, I have to ask this one last question is like, what do you shoot? What's your golf game look like now? <laughs> <laughs> right now, right now it would be tough because I, I'm in Chicago. And so um, <laughs> there's no uh, golf courses even remotely close to being open right, right now. All right. What was about, the, what was your last score over the summer? Um, over the summer, even in the summer was, was not great because I wasn't Excuses. playing as much. Excuses. I'll go, I'll go back into, into college. Um, college was a lot of fun. Um, I think my lowest round in college, I think I was shot two under, um, Man. at a co- course called That's Los nice. Serranos. That's uh, nice. that was fun. Uh, we played a couple of tournaments, like, like a, a far ways away from school. Um, so we played one in Vegas and stuff. And, and I remember, um, and this is all I'll leave it at, but I shot the highest round that um, <laughs> I had that year. And then the next day I shot the lowest round uh, oh I had God. that year. So um, you can p- take what you want with that, but it was, it was pretty fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming on the show. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you are stoked, take a minute and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe, share with your friends, and follow us on YouTube and LinkedIn.